Hello and welcome to the next episode of Solihull Council's new podcast series hosted by me, David Gregory Kumar. In the lead up to COP26, the leader of the council, Councillor Ian Courts, will be chatting with a range of guests about what the council and local businesses and organisations are doing in the fight against climate change and the move towards a low carbon economy. If you are following the saga of my tooth, I still haven't got to the dentist. I've still lost a filling, so I'm still poking at my tooth every single second. But I will try and focus on what's going on because that's what we need to do. And that's what this podcast is about, bringing you interesting, exciting people who are dealing with these issues day today to hopefully inspire and educate you about what is going on. Now we're focusing, as we said, on net zero today. So Councillor Courts is going to be discussing the council's aspiration to reach carbon net zero by 2041. And with us around the very beige desk, we have two representatives from ZF. Uh, I can tell this has been copy and pasted from somewhere. A global technology company who specialise in driveline and chassis technology and who have a purpose-built regional technical centre in Surrey Hull. ZF have also set out their plan to achieve zero carbon and become a more sustainable organisation. So we're going to find out a bit more about what they actually do and how they're going to go about what they do, achieving net zero from a business point of view. And the council is going to talk a bit about how we're going to do it from the council's point of view. So let's talk. I've labelled you as big beard and small beard. Uh, Simon Redfern, you're a global MVH technical specialist yeah. i have no idea what that means i help guide some of the technical decisions of the business fair uh, enough usually related to noise and vibration nvh yeah uh, and russell hines or small beard as is a project manager so what's your project manager what so it's managing? making sure well in, in in this case it was the building the new building at bly valley uh, and of course it's bringing it in on time on cost and to the right quality and was it Absolutely, of yeah. course. On time, on cost, and fantastic quality. That's what we like to hear. Um, so let's focus on the council's plans first. Councillor Ian Courts, still aiming to get this podcast called Holding Courts, but anyway, could you tell us about the Net Zero Action Plan uh, and why it's so important that we look at this now? Can you very simply explain what on earth a Net Zero Action Plan is? Okay, uh, you introduced me as obviously a leader of Solly Old Council, which indeed I am. I'm also uh, have the environmental lead in the West Midlands Combined Authority uh, for Environment and Energy, and that that's pretty important because ZF, for instance, is a, is a, a regional, indeed an international. Uh, player, so it's not just what Solihull does; uh, it's what we do in the region. And um, in the combined authority, we did an awful lot of work to uh, decide, you know, how quickly we could uh, be carbon uh, neutral. In other words, not use fossil uh, fuels. Um, and um, the work we identified was 2041, backed by science. We thought that is the date to choose, and that indeed is the date that uh, Solihull has adopted as well. What we also uh, decided was, you know, if we're going to achieve that date of, you know, carbon neutrality, we're going to have to take people, we're going to have to take business with us. Um, you know, there are there are jobs out there that are dependent at the moment on the current. Uh, state of industry so we need to consider those things and um, you know one of the most important things to, to my mind is is the role of business in all this because um, business has um, well there's a couple of aspects of it one is transport the other is uh, the uh, efficiency of their buildings but actually the third aspect is how they do uh, the business which is why I'm fascinated to mm -hmm. have 
uh, ZF here. I mean, I've been to uh, various of their premises, but they, you know, the, the premises are now at Blythe Valley, which is one of our uh, great uh, business parks in, in Solihull. I mean, it really is um, some, you know, state-of-the-art stuff there. But let, let's just get back to uh, zero, um, zero emissions. I mean, as I said, this needs action by a lot of people. And it's not just about carbon emissions. It's about many other things. It's about, um, I can use a fancy word, of circular economy, which is um, how we make uh, better use of, of materials we've already want, used once. I mean, there's, a, uh, I don't know, something like 90 trillion tons of materials taken from the earth and less than 10% is reused. And, you know, that, you know, we can't keep going on like that. So um, I'm uh, fascinated, really, to to listen to what ZF are going to tell me. And I'd, I'd love to know uh, not only just what they're doing, but their, their, their staff enthusiasm and engagement uh, in, in those areas. I think that sounds like a really important thing, because obviously he's up there at the top with his big region-wide sort of responsibility, and you guys are doing this on the ground. Now, you have a climate, a net zero target too, what were you saying, Simon? Were you saying, wh- when's your target and why is it important? So, yeah, the ZF target's 2040, um, which is very similar to Solihull's. It's a year earlier. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> However, we, we are really trying to do much better than that. We want to be about 80% there by 2030. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a challenge. So we're talking about reducing CO2, reducing carbon, because that's what's driving yeah. climate change. So when you look across your business, how do you start doing that? Are we talking about, you know, just people driving to work at your offices and your uh, factory or are we talking about the products you make what, what are you looking at yeah i mean zf are looking at all aspects so the supply chain and, and you know where the where materials are coming from how people get to work how much carbon it goes into a particular product uh and yeah pretty much well we kept the the new sites very local this is russell hines or Smallbeard. Apologies. <laughs> so we kept the uh, we kept the new site local because we didn't want to increase people's journeys, mm. and um, the 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 contractor that we chose they also bought into or should I say as a company they have already bought into the carbon reduction schemes. So they use local labour, local material, etc. All of our steel and what have you is from forty five miles away. Mm. Um, you know, so they're very keen on doing that, and we are as a group of people. So it's not just the big things; it's also the small things. So Recently, of course, we've had a new restaurant, uh, we've got a captive audience, and we want to, to choose the right provider of, mm. of food. And they, they do a, um, a um, what's the word, zero waste. Mm. So the portion sizes are correct, they offer them out to people at the end of the day, they don't throw anything in the bin. Okay, now I have to pick up on this. You say it's your portion controlling in the restaurant. We are indeed to yeah. save CO two, yeah. the climate, and the planet. Yeah, it's quality. It's quality food, but it's uh, it's the right size. Yeah, you won't maybe think that. <laughs> I'm intrigued by this. No, but this is the thing we're talking about. So sort of bringing people with you—that's what the councillor talks uh, touched on at the start. What was the reaction when you did? People notice smaller portions. I did. <laughs> as, a, as a slightly chunkier fellow, yeah, I did, absolutely. But the quality of the food was fantastic. Okay. And, uh, and it, you know, it's, it's purposeful, so they don't have the waste. Do you and have buy-in on that, then? Do you, you explain to people and people are sort of happier? Absolutely. They went through a whole tendering process with our sort of site leadership mm. and our operation guys, part of the work stream. So that was very much part and parcel of it. So picking up on Councillor Courts, what we take from the earth, we were throwing away you know, six tonnes of, of waste every sort of eight or nine weeks from the site, you know, mixed recyclables, 
we want to reduce that down. Mm. And our sort of facilities guys, they're working very hard to 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 get on board with the green apple, which is reduce the amount of recycling that we take off site, etc. We've bought into very much, uh, you know, and um, every office space has got more than one recycling point within each neighbourhood. Mm. So people are actively, without even thinking about it now, doing their bit, and they're very, very interested. You know, as, as we go on a little bit more, they're very interested in how we shape the building from you, the work You've got good, good buy-in from your teams then. Fantastic buy-in. Um, I think I'm busy. Simon Redfern, I'm interested with the sort of bigger picture here. So you're... Let me try and see if I understand what your company does. So people come to you, so a car company will come to you and say, we're going to put a new steering system in or something. Yep. Can you design it? What are you going to do? Yep. And CO2, the amount of climate change gas produced in the process of making that, is something you now think about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, moving forward, it, become, it becomes law in the next few years, I believe. Yeah. Um, so when we supply a steering system to, for example, Volkswagen, um, Volkswagen have to then sell you the car knowing how much CO2 was in that product as it was made. Um, so does that mean the decisions you make about the design and manufacture could be uh, the amount of CO two produced could change those decisions? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I mean, what's really important is if you go to the garage to buy a new car and you've got one that's twice the CO two emissions in the other, it's going to drive consumer decisions as well, which by definition has to drive the whole supply chain. Otherwise, people will get competitive advantages, and uh, we can't, you know, we can't go down that route. Cause Has there been anything <laughs> that surprised you when you started to work out the amount of CO two that goes into something? Is there something that was generating more than you thought, or is it all been, is it what you'd expect? Steel from China is. Yeah, I mean, it's what you expect, really. It's the same as you know, carbon miles in you know, yeah. air miles in, in in your fruit and veg you buy. You know, the closer it is, and the less intervention it has you know polytunnels and things you know the, the less you have to do to the product uh, the less carbon it generates you know, it's, it's fairly i think i'm learning a lot here council of courts i have to say so portion control in the solihar council uh, restaurant well, this this is deeply troubling to someone with an appetite like myself, and I, I it's I'm for just, the planet, councillor. Yes, it could, but I'm just wondering if one is allowed two portions. <laughs> He's already trying to think of ways around it. I give it. I, I am. I am. Some of this really is music to my ears. Mm. I mean, one of the things I, I I didn't explain was I'm also net zero champion for the Greater Birmingham Solihull Local Enterprise Partnership, and one of the things I've been pushing uh, recently is this. You know, what about local? Can't we make local, produce local, uh, and label local, actually, would be good too. So to, to hear what's being done, uh, and without any influence of mine, <laughs> um, on this local is, is, is fantastic. I mean, how, how do you take best practice? Clearly, uh, ZF is a company that's doing some very interesting things and doing them well. But how do you learn from them and sort of spread that information out across the region yeah that's one of the things we do through the economic partnership mm. and it is ca it's to it's to it's the role of the media in publicizing great ideas because nobody actually has a um you know a unique um idea on this there's good ideas coming from everywhere coming from schools as we've heard on a previous occasion they're, they're coming you know Local businesses have good ideas, and we need to just do better on the media front to push these ideas out. Well, once again, I'm getting blamed for the problems here. I feel this is like the council just haranguing me for half an hour. This is like, I mean, it's an interesting point. How did you 
how did you I can see the business reason for doing all this but you've also got to bring everyone on site with you new building new approach was there any resistance did you find that easy to do absolutely not the guys <laughs> were massively engaged I mean, Simon is an expert in his field and we have got hundreds of experts mm. at, at, at Blythe Valley and they gave up their time because they're passionate about it and that made it easy for me as a project manager because they were always interested I mean, part of this was Simon looking at our original design, which was based on Dog Kellner Lane, and they'd pretty much blueprinted it from that with a whole load of gas and put it in our new um, site at Blythe Valley. And Simon looked at it and said, that's not right. That's got, you know, disaster spells all over it for what, the future. What was wrong there, Simon? What, what? Yeah, so I mean, the original design, I, I mean, the, the problem with big buildings is, and when you've got all these big complicated contracts, I think businesses that are doing the design work want to take the least risk mm. they know if they give us a couple of megawatt of gas boilers it'll work mm. but that's not necessarily the right thing to do mm. and I think you know we want you to demonstrate that actually I mean our building's just shy of 220,000 square feet so that's a proper size building and if we can show that we can be virtually gas free in that then hopefully that sets the benchmark for, for others and the more people that do this the more confidence the whole building industry will get just to get on with it. Russell Hines, I presume you're quite smug if you've reduced your dependency on gas at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. We're, we're, we're really pleased because it was a big hit for us. You know, in terms of, of, of energy saved, not, not just the carbon content, mm. when Simon's done the calculations from Dog Canal Lane, we are reducing our sort of energy usage by 2,000 megawatt hours a year, and that's a conservative estimate, isn't it? Sam? Can you give me, is that, is that, I don't know, is that the size of a blue whale, Olympic swimming pools? No, what, what, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of homes. I mean, to give you some idea, I mean, at the moment, we've had the first few gas bills in, and our gas bill for that site, 220,000 square foot, is coming in about 360 quid a month. <laughs> that's and, better and, than some homes I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, it's going to go up, because we're not in winter yet. There yeah. is some emergency space heaters we need still with gas. There's a couple of bits we still have gas um, uh, for frost protection and where we need really high-quality heat source. Um, but, yeah, the majority of it is uh, we're all electric now with some very clever heat recovery systems. Uh, and that's made a big difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really interesting. There's a, I mean, that was a smart thing to do, mm. and now that we've talked about problems with energy and gas shortages and fuel shortages. Mm. Uh, absolutely right, and that's the, um, that's the problem. I, I think there are barriers uh, that people see as why they should make these sort of moves, and what we've seen now from ZF is they've grasped this and say, this is how we're going to tackle it. And, uh, you know, as I said earlier, great ideas, you know, nobody has a monopoly on them. But tech is actually going to be one of the most important things to get us to net zero. I mean, the, the reality is lots of the ideas we have and the plans, you know, we know some may not make it and we know others will, will, will do better. And on the technical front, particularly with use of, of gas and, and energy, that's really where we need to um, move ahead. Um Russell Hines, I'm interested in your ownership. So who owns you, and did that actually help you move forward on this kind of net zero green agenda? So we originally, the guys who, Simon and myself, were Lucas. Yeah. And then years, 10 years ago, we became TRW, and more recently we became ZF, which is the Zeppelin Foundation. So those guys, you know, the whole business is owned by the town of Friedrichshafen. Because the original guy, Mr. Mr. Z Mr. Zeppelin, shall we call him, um, 
he bequeathed his business to the town because all those guys worked for him and I'm talking 1800, 1900, yeah. the turn of that century and that town has grown ZF globally and you know they've got a slightly different ethos so we're not you know um, part of the stock exchange mm. we're, 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 you know, we're, we're sort of privately owned should we say So who's your technical boss then? My technical boss well, is, is it the mayor of the town? He is indeed, yeah, yeah. He has got the the biggest say, yeah. He, you know, everything that we want to do, obviously goes through the chain and uh, what have you to the board of management level. But he's the guy who who needs to put the seal of approval on it. Now, in my day job, I've done stories. I've gone to Germany, reported on urban planning in Germany and these sort of smaller companies. There's a very different attitude towards green technology and and the environment. So. Do you think other companies aren't, in a, if they do have shareholders, are just in a stickier position? Quite possibly, but mm. just picking up on Councillor Court's um, earlier comment about sharing, you know, we, we're fortunate that we've got Phil Langley with us, uh, not only today in the room, but also he's silently as, watching this as part of our, you know, as part of our, um, you know, our offering from from Blythe Valley, and, and Phil is heading the, the charge with the. Uh, Solihull Sustainability Visioning Group and I've been part of that you know a bit part of that and and seeing how these guys you know from all of these other bigger players in the you know in the in the region are very interested in sharing and understanding what other people are doing. So what's the interest then in what you're doing? Do you get interest from other businesses? We are starting to generate interest from from in terms of what we've done carbon neutrality wise absolutely Um, one of the great things that we've also done on the site is we are the first ZF site, perhaps one of the first R&D manufacturing sites that's completely wireless. So that means no infrastructure, no copper, you know, service it quite easily, thousands and thousands of miles of cable taken out. It's a big sale for us. It's a big really? one for us, yeah. We proof, we proof tested it at Dog Kennel Lane and it works for us here. And that's a massive energy saving. I mean, if you're looking at your server rooms here, you'll have three or four air conditioning systems, you'll have network switches piled high. All our server rooms in uh, Blythe Valley, we have, we have four network switches in each. And, uh, so we've and that been, was it? We've reduced down about 25 switches and all the aircon that needs to go with it. See, that's interesting, because I'm thinking the server room that we have at work and stuff, that it is cold, yeah. it's deliberately kept cold, and that's never, that's a, so that's, so that's a surprising energy saving to me, it's a place that's really interesting. I think it's really interesting that that's how Everybody in the business started taking a bit of responsibility. Uh-huh. People were looking around thinking, well, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And then the, the guys on IT decided, actually, we can do something. Let's go, this wireless. They, they, they got it off, got, they, you know, they did it totally themselves off their own back, proved it worked, and then we rolled it out you know, in, uh, in Blythe Valley. Our big internet, we're big users of the internet. You mm. know, we've got guys working on CAD models, uh, 4K video streaming. So lots of video flying out. So, yeah, yeah, so you know, it's, it, we're not like a, a light user. <laughs> But that's really interesting. So you've got buy-in from other teams and other people without... Even trying. Yeah. Now, is there, is there something special about you guys? Is there something in the small portions in the canteen or something? Is it, what, what's, how are you creating this kind of ethos in the company? Direction from our... We, we've got a site leadership team, so we've got a group of guys who represent all of these different businesses. And prior to me joining as the, the, the project manager, they set out their vision yeah. for 2025, which is to be you know, um, recognised internally and externally as uh, you know, an innovative leader. And, you know, you asked me earlier how easy was it to, to get people like Simon on board. Really easy. We'd got, mm. We needed IT, security, audiovisual, and all of those. People just came and knocked on the door. Can I be involved? 
So let me ask the difficult question then, because how close are you to the net zero target at the moment? And have you made the big changes that were the easy wins? And how easy is it going to be to push on to get to those targets you set yourself? So we're pretty much there. So we're fully green offsetting our electric electric already. And the small amount of gas we're using, we're probably going to get there by March, April, June. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to offset it, unfortunately, in, the, in these early days. But then we'll then start looking at um, what else we can run this kit off. Can we go to hydrogen? Can we go to whatever? But because we use so little gas, that's viable. Yeah. Even if it costs twice as much, it wouldn't necessarily be a problem. Um, so, yeah. We've mapped all of the fabric of the building, the sun path analysis, you know, where do we need Briselay, where do we need blinds. We've got a smart building management system in place that takes air from one space to another. Simon, you can tell the guys how much air do we need to get through the building and how does it get heated? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of, the, one of the interesting things about these big buildings. You have to flow so much air through them. Yeah. So our building down at Blythe Valley, we flow about 12 cubic metres of air a second. So that's air that you've already heated up to yeah. 18, 19, 20 degrees C, and then you basically just throw it back out again. Which is why a lot of buildings need gas, because you need high-quality heat to heat them back up again. Mm. Uh, now, you obviously put that through some form of heat recovery system, but most of those systems are only 50, maybe 75% efficient. Mm. The system we have now is, is, is 95% efficient. So all that heating system really has to do is just you know, tweak around a bit. You know, it's sort of like it's got to raise it up another degree here with, and that's what degree there. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just nerding out here, councillor, I have to say. <laughs> this is really interesting, but I'm guessing not every company you're dealing with is quite as full of really cool, nerdy engineers like this, which I'm really enjoying talking to. Yeah, it, it's great, isn't it? I mean, I answer your earlier question. I, I think ZF is a special company. It's a special uh, place in the regional economy uh, and for... Uh, you know our people, but it but also has a special approach which you've been hearing about. I mean, Solihull a Sustainability Visioning Group. Uh, I mean, that's been going for some time actually, in the but it's got a real impetus now. But I think the issue here is um, there's a lot of interest. There really is a lot of interest and enthusiasm. It frequently is the how, um, and I think you know we want to encourage everybody to take responsibility and do their bit. And I mentioned earlier on the uh, GBS LEP, the Local Economic pa- Partnership, and you know they have help for small business. Mm. You know there, there's a you know a fund there that they're looking to help small business take on board these sort of measures because they know that not everybody has the big company backup to be able to do it and that really is part and parcel of how we can encourage everyone to embrace the uh, uh, the, the 2040 or 2041 uh, carbon uh, neutrality. <laughs> We're nudging it down by a year you know since then we go down. <laughs> Russell Hines I mean that, that's the thing the how is important you had you have clearly teams of people who just found this a really interesting project and a challenge but that's not what every company not every company is full of great engineers and researchers so how do other largest companies sort of manage to do this there is help out there yeah within your company there will be that one person who may have that contact with somebody you know in the early days when we were looking at our energy usage you know we we contacted one of the big providers and we said this is the sort of direction we want to go. How would you, how would you do it? Mm. So, and we learned from those guys, and we banked stuff internally. So, were they happy to tell you how to use less of their products? Yeah, they were actually. Yeah, yeah. which was surprising. <laughs> um, you know, they came up with some really interesting ideas. So, boreholes, um, wind, generations, battery storage. Generations, battery storage. Ah, so we've that looking uh, again, yeah. I think. 
Yeah. yeah. So, and of course, we had to shape that and mould that against the budget that we had. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and it's really interesting. So we had a budget which was going to deliver a like-for-like site from Dog Kennel Lane, which was built in the sixties, mm. um, and we've managed to actually um, change the infrastructure to more state-of-the-art without any real additional cost to it. We've cost avoided, but we haven't paid more, so... Simon Redfern, I mean, you clearly were able to go in and say, this is a stupid plan, I'm going to help completely redesign this, which is great, but do you have any advice for somebody who may be stuck at a company the same kind of size as yours, who's got good ideas? How do you put them across without really alienating? Yeah, I mean, I guess we were quite lucky Mm. that our management team were quite open to being told that what they're doing wasn't necessarily the right thing. (laughs) Um, But I think the key thing is you have to be data-led. You have to present it in a format that's clearly able to understand. Mm. I mean, at the moment, with everything in the news, with the gas prices and everything else, it's a fairly easy thing to do. I mean, don't forget when we did this, which was two, three years ago, there wasn't really the big drive to get rid of gas boilers and Mm. all those things. So we were doing three years ago... I mean, we thought about how can we keep it going. Really? So we've all had these great ideas. So don't reinvent the world. What did we do in the 70s and the 80s? We had suggestion boxes, didn't we? And people can write a suggestion on it yeah. and put it in. And we can look at that and we can go, well, that's got legs. Let's go and ask them a little bit more about that. So, again, it's about you know that engagement with those people who have got an interest. They've put it in the box. So they want to see you know it grow and have that fruition. I think it's really down to things like this. So people know what's out there, what's out there, and who they can go and ask. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that's one of the big problems. If you, if you speak to your mechanical and electrical engineers that run your new building, or you speak to the architects, they're always going to go on the cautious. You know, they're going to be cautious, um, and I think that's where we need to need to change. Mm. You know, and then even if you build a building today that's similar size to ours, you know, if you're building a new school in, in the region. You know, what is it actually getting powered by? Is it still gas? Hmm. You know, and, and that is something that really can't be allowed to happen, I don't think. Yeah. Um, Councillor Ian Courts, listening to that, you're at these swanky receptions and canapé parties, probably quite large portions of canapés, I'm guessing, which maybe we could look at. But also, the people you're talking to at the top, do you think they are receptive to people with good ideas, maybe a bit further down the food chain? Look, I think what you, you're hearing today, we came in into this for the good of the environment we're we're having a discussion about how we can help the environment Mm. reduce carbon uh, emissions and so on but you know what i'm hearing today is that this is good for business you know that's what i'm hearing today what i'm hearing today is actually good for the for the customer for the consumer i'm also hearing that staff like getting involved in this now i as a politician uh, can preach as much as you know, you like about you should do this and you should do that. Well, I'm a politician, so are you going to listen? Well, maybe, maybe not. Listen to the people that are doing it. Mm. Listen to the businesses that are doing it. You know, what we're hearing today is this is this is great. This is a great idea. And I, what I would encourage is that you know look um, and see how uh, other businesses how you can get the help to go along this path because you know that's where we're all going. What we're hearing today is this is this is great. This is a great idea. And I, what I would encourage is that you know look um, and see how uh, other businesses how you can get the help to go along this path because you know that's where we're all going. 
Councillor Ian Courts, thank you very much. Simon Redfern and Russell Hines, Big Beard and Small Beard from uh, ZF, thank you very much for coming to talk to us today. I have learned an awful lot there. That's absolutely fascinating. Now, if you want to carry on learning, you can download more of the podcast directly from the Council website or wherever you get your podcasts. And please subscribe, rate and review the podcasts as you find them because that will help other people find them and learn so much more about how you can learn from the experts and help drive to net zero. Coming up, we have transport and energy, but that's it for now.